decision. Yeah. I want to win championships. I want to win bowl games. And what else is better for to do than your city? The power of home represents something. The DMV, like you try to explain it to people that aren't from there, and it's hard to explain it. That thing we talk about, Maryland Pride, it's real. And today, we're going to play with Maryland Pride. He's going to go! Touchdown, Maryland! The Terrapins have one last shot at winning this game. Three seconds, two seconds, one second, throws it up. Money! And he got it! And the Terrapins win at the buzzer! Oh, Stevie Francis, showtime. Oh, man, what a play by Pius. Holy cow. Maryland hits the road to beat Penn State. Maryland pulls off the upset. They have defeated number one, and the celebration is on. And the kids have done it. Maryland wins their first ever national championship. Holding up Indiana, 64 to 52, and let's listen and look at the celebration. Be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great. Some achieve greatness. And others host college sports and recruiting podcasts. You're listening to IMS Radio at InsideMarylandSports.com. Your hosts, Jeff Ehrman, Paul Douglas, and Larry France. Gentlemen, in the books, 3-0, looking good. And I got to tell you, the game is whatever. I had a great time at the tailgate. And it's pertinent because I brought a friend who hadn't been in years, who also had a great time at the tailgate, will be coming back. I sense a shift happening this year. I feel a different vibe, a different energy. Do you feel the same, Paul? No. You don't. <laughs> I do. I I feel it's, it feels different to me this year than it did last year. And the I, year before. Look, man, here's my whole deal. Maryland are the kings of September. This is what we do, right? You go out there, you kick some butt. You're very good against non-conference, very good about not losing games that they shouldn't lose, especially at home especially in September and the weather's nice. It's like after October starts, we start to wonder whether things are right. I will say this. I, I Paul, Paul, Paul. That's the doom around the corner. We're I'm just talking about the vibes currently at the, sta- the stadium. Well, let me finish. I was going to say, I will say that the, uh, especially the students have really shown out so far. That's always good. And I think, I think that has improved over, over time. And it does feel like the crowd, that showing up has been good. It's just, you know, you just can't get people in that building. And it But there's more this year for the early games than there was last year. You couple the scoreboard, which didn't start until midway through last year, right? And then you couple the light show that they do that's really cool. The audio they've got worked out. The whole experience is better. I will absolutely, I completely, I, I thought you were talking about like the fan uh, you know, fans and attendance and stuff. But I will say that the production values of what's going on in the stadium is as good as I've ever seen it. Yeah. I mean, Damon, Damon dumped a lot of money in that. And that was like a big thing for him to make sure that when you come to a Maryland football game, you're getting a real college football experience. And I mean, the, the audio is way better. They're trying stuff with the band in ways they had yeah. before. Lighting. The, the lighting, red, red, the light show. Yeah. yeah, the lights were cool. The thing they're doing at the end of the third quarter, which the students and the rest of the fans are really seem to be getting into, like, it all helps. It's not going to fill the building. The football team has to do that. But when you go to a Maryland game, like, you're getting a good experience out of it, which I don't think you could say – Exactly my point. Most of the time. That's what, I, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm not saying. I thought you were talking about the team, really. Not no, no. The, yeah, the game the experience. I think the vibe at the stadium, the, the fan experience, there's more fans early this year than there were early last year. They're actually in the seats. I don't well, remember I mean, what the numbers announced were, but there are more people there. I can I can actually tell you that I have seen more kickoffs this year than I've seen in the past five combined, probably. I mean, I, I just – it, it feels like this is a team that's worth showing up for. Of course, we're not getting the be- the greatest first quarters. So great, yeah, yeah. That's maybe, I should, that. maybe I should start missing uh, kickoffs again. I don't know. But 
Um, again, if you're talking about the experience, the vibe of the whole show, completely agree. It's definitely been yes. way better. And the thing about that is that those improvements are not going to make 10,000 more people come next week. But the casuals that do come, like Larry's friend, they're going to come back. And if Maryland yep. wins, if they can keep winning, yeah, and it becomes a thing. People come back because it is actually people have high expectations, and the experience before was not good. Yeah, right. it is absolutely a, a, a factor in the formula of filling that place regularly. It's not the biggest one, but it's up there, and it matters. Yeah. And I I met a bunch of people. Um, I met a couple, a young couple that I think they're around twenty five, named Austin and Megan, and they bought the ninety nine. Did you get a bumper for them? No, I didn't. Oh, they, Megan. They, <laughs> this they, is Austin and Megan, and you're listening to my yeah. <laughs> They bought the $99 ticket package. Actually, they were going to buy that $99 ticket package. They went in there like, oh, we'll pay the $129 to get the mezzanine or whatever it was, that small upgrade to get to the next yeah, yeah, level. Yeah. So that worked too. They're there. You got some mid-20s. The students, this them coming to this, is going to pay dividends 10 years from now and 20 years from now. Like it's, yeah. it's good now. It's well, they're going to have this memory of going to, yes. to the games. Whereas five years ago, that wasn't happening. We lost a generation of people. Right. Yeah. No, I, 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 the program I, doesn't tank. And if your down years are still respectable years, Yes. And that, you know, that'll be ingrained in them. So, yes. yeah, I mean, what is what is important here? We talk about these long term expectations like, yes, you've got to, you know, be able to to pull up and an eight or a nine every once in a while. You got to be able to beat one of the big teams every once in a while. You've also got to make your your bad years years. You're still scraping the six. Right. And I, I feel like right. that's an important thing that we kind of overlook a little bit. Like, you know, as long as you're still competitive. I feel like when the experience is good, kids, you know, people are bringing their kids, kids are having a good time, like, you know, like the third quarter thing with the phones, like that stuff does matter. I mean, it, yes. it is part of the experience and it does matter. So I feel the tide shifting. And we have definitely not invested in those things since like, I don't know, forever. Now, now they're, they're, figuring out, they're figuring out that tailgating matters. It seems like with yep. the yes. light thing that they had, yep. you know, that would have never been a consideration a few years ago, I'm sure. The move toward serving alcohol and it kind of changes the culture there. But yep, I'm uh, sorry. Was, there's no way. I mean, if years ago they had that they had tailgating, the most the most legendary thing about tailgating was that one cop who used to go around busting yes. people's balls for like yes. What was it? Officer Tan. Officer Tan. Officer Tao. 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 Officer Tao. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And now we, we, have, we, have, we, have, we have cops that come up and, and like hang out with us, like just to hang out. Like, yes, it's whatever. And, you know, I'll say again, like the Terrapin Club gets a lot of shtick for this stuff. But like I've seen Kirby Mills has been to every uh, game so far walking around lot 9B. That's not where the big donors are. That's where like the guys like me are. And that stuff matters. Again, making people feel like their voices are heard. And that they're recognized, even though they're not like giant Lotzi front row donors that don't own suites. That stuff matters, man. So like, yeah, we got to give them credit when they deserve it. And I feel like they really do. They do right getting now. even what the football team is doing. And I spent some time at the tailgate for the Maryland Alumni Association, which was also near the Terrapin Club and everything. And that was really fun. They're putting on a great thing there's and of course we have ben page can't forget to mention ben page and his old line tailgate that's great while i was at the alumni uh tailgate i was there for about a half an hour we're doing some jello shooters and i met someone who gave me a bumper it wasn't austin and uh it wasn't austin and megan no megan, okay this is this is the mother of the guy who was cleaning the urinals at halftime. Kyle Long, offensive lineman. Here we go. This is Cheryl Mitchell, and you are listening to IMS Radio. Yes, there well we go. What are the odds that Cheryl Mitchell, mother of second-string offensive lineman, went to the game that day thinking she'd be recording a radio bumper? <laughs> she did it, but she didn't <laughs> think she was going to, but, uh, she, I, but she did. 
I think it's going to be starting Lyman kind yeah. of long or too long the way he's played. Yeah. No, no. It was a lot of fun. I hung out with Gary Simpson too. If you remember last show in the chat, he said, if oh, I yeah. went by his tailgate, he'd give me Gary, a beer. Gary, Gary's a, a show legend. I found him in lot Z. We had a beer and that was good. I, I did that on the way to the stadium. So it's just about 10, 15 minute little thing, but it was good. I was, I was jumping around. What do we think about the team? Oh, wait, before we do that, I just want to make a, a quick announcement. Everybody watching, we're going to be doing a promotion now uh, where we're going to be giving away three free months premium for Inside Maryland Sports. At some point in the show, we're going to give you the, the cue and you're going to have to post in the chat. And then everybody that posts, we're going to do a random drawing afterward and one of you will get three free months of premium on Inside Maryland Sports. So look forward to that. And please subscribe, by the way, while you're yeah, at sub it. Subscriptions to our YouTube are absolutely free. Yes. All the time, 100%. Yes, please do that first, too, if you haven't. And get you your kids to it. do it and your friends to do it. Did, you, did you post it on the uh, board thread that we're doing that, Paul? I'm not sure that I did because you should you're be. asking me to multitask and things got out of hand. So. You should do that. Jeff, you posted it on Twitter, right? Um, the subscription link or the promo? The well to the, the promo, yeah. yes, I'll, I'll add the subscription link. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. We're the waiting. We, we did. We decided two minutes ago to start giving away free stuff. That's how we roll here. Yes. The game itself. Well, uh, a familiar pattern to what happened in week two, where they they start exactly fourteen nothing. This one was a little more problematic because the first week was kind of fluky. It was a blown coverage and a pick six, like, and it was four minutes, and then Maryland just. This was a whole quarter, and Virginia played better than Maryland for a quarter. So that was a little more problematic. And Virginia's off. They got they're probably the worst power five team in the country this year. Probably. There's gotta be someone. No, I don't think so. They're they're bad. They they're lost. Very bad. They're, no, they're certainly in the running. They're in yeah. yeah, they're certainly in the running. Bottom five and for sure. So sorry, I got corrected. Not on Twitter. It's called X now. Thank you, Jerry. Long yeah. Jerry, longtime yeah. friend, Jerry. Yeah, it's Twitter. It's it's hard to call it that. It's, it's like so telling hard. a New Yorker to not call Avenue of the Americas Sixth Avenue. Like it's just it's just the same thing. Yeah, it's it's most it's needless name name change ever. Yeah. Well. Well, Franskins fans might disagree, but <laughs> we, we won't <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, look look for that promotion, uh, and we are already segued into the game. That's right. Okay, yeah, so. Yeah, football. That was bad. Football, was bad. bad first quarter. But then again, to the coach's credit, they figured it out and dominated for the entire rest of the game and won 48 to 14. What I want to see is can one time our coaches, Maryland's coaches, outsmart the other team and they come out with a game plan they're not ready for? That's what I want to see. Can that well, happen one time? It's so interesting, right? Because last the last couple of years, Maryland's been so good off the script, at least especially offensively. I mean, I feel like last year they scored like touchdowns on like what 10 out of their 12 first drives or something ridiculous. And now, like the first drive, they feel like they can't even can't even get the ball snapped correctly. Yeah. So it, it's it's just it feels like a fluky thing, but it's also not a good enough team where we're just gonna you can really just write it off. Yeah. Like, I just, I just don't know what to make of this team. I mean, obviously they're better than all three of the teams they played. If they weren't better, you know, they would have never come back and, and made those games blowouts by putting up, you know, 30, 38 at a time or 31 the week before or whatever it happened to be. But something certainly isn't exactly right. Um, and I, I just don't know whether you're talking about a talent or a coaching issue or whether it's just a fluky thing that happened in these two games. It, and they're it's just two games. It could just be variants, right? Like, I yeah, I mean, it could just be that. It could be. College football is weird, man. And th this is the time of year where, like, weird stuff happens. I mean, does anybody really look good out there right now? I mean, Washington looks pretty good. Texas, Georgia, obviously Florida is State until last week. Georgia looks a little – they haven't but covered – they, they, they yeah, Their yeah, offense looks like butt. So, like, I yeah. – it, it it feels fluky, but the Maryland fan in me is just like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. What if it's not? Like I yeah. feel like we'll see, we'll see this week. Even though Michigan State's bad, they're you know, you feel like that's a team they're either gonna rally, you know, 
rally for the Gipper or they're just going to give up. And I don't know which we're going to get, but either way you get to four or no, you start talking about a very different thing with Indiana coming at home. Big I think game. it's probably fluky. I think it's a lot of new pieces together, new, new offensive coordinator, um, teams that they knew they were going to be. So they're not coming up, you know, obviously in a perfect world, it wouldn't matter, but it does matter in college sports. Um, I predicted on the site and on Twitter, I think, this weekend, this is one of those situations you've seen it a million times. Team plays a couple bad teams or at home, kind of half-asses it, and then has like an important game, which, you know, this one obviously, Loxley has a million things he can point to from the past two games. You can say this is our first road game, first Big Ten game. You know, we, this is one that we have to win if we're going to have the season that we want to have. Look at how we, we started the last. So, so there's a lot of teachable stuff, and there's a lot – of motivational angles. So I think I have a feeling they're going to come out strong Saturday, but you know, you never know the past two starts have been hideous. I think it's more important to come out strong on Saturday than it is maybe any other game because of Michigan state situation. If they come out and pounce on them early, they could quit. If they don't and Michigan state gets the 14, nothing lead well, they're going to start playing. And so yeah. I think it's more important in this game than the others. That's exactly the other dynamic I wrote earlier. Yeah, if you kick them in the face early and you get them down, they're definitely going to quit. You know, these are guys trying to figure out where they're going to be playing next year, who the coach is, all this yeah. stuff. You know, if, they, if they're if able to hang around, then they're going to really fight to try to keep their season alive, like you said. So it totally can go either way. So it is, you know, hugely important for them to get off to a good start. It was interesting, though, sitting in the crowd watching it against UVA because I imagine a lot of people were stressed, and I actually felt better against UVA than I did against Charlotte because UVA comes out and they're doing a flea flicker and they're doing these double reverses and all this crap. Like, that's just like a coaching staff telling you that, like, they saw the tape and they don't think they can beat this team without doing some weird shit, and it happened to work most of the time. So, like... It is what it is, but it, it seemed pretty clear to me this was a game that they were going to come back and dominate, and they did. Um, it's just when you start adding in the conference play and you're adding in a, a, a program that's got some pride. I mean, they, they haven't been their best since D'Antonio kind of crapped out at the end in that one year with Kenneth Walker running all over everybody under Tucker. But like this is a proud program. They've got a. This is not like a like a big program in the Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State realm. But like this is a this is a proud proud bunch of guys and fans and whatnot. And they're not going to make this easy. So they're not very proud right now. Well, I think they're, I think they're <laughs> pretty proud if they can. Proud. I imagine they're pretty proud if they can get uh, Mel Tucker and that contract out the door without uh, having, uh, having to pay him. I'm not going to go farther than this. That whole thing is. Fishy. I was just gonna say that it's, like it's it's a bit sketchy. I'm not again. We're gonna go down some. I don't want to go down any place we, we yeah. can't dig ourselves out of. But like, it's weird just across the board, and I don't even want to really get into it. But uh, it's it's a. Uh, for Maryland's sake, all you want to do is go up there or get you in, get the hell out of there and let whatever happens happen. <laughs> just don't want to be any part of that story. You get that win, man. Come back home. Indiana's terrible. I mean. Five and oh is, is something then you're just setting yourself up where you win the ones you're supposed to win, pull off one upset, and it's an amazing season. Yeah, that's the schedule this year. I mean, it, it's hard to recall a schedule playing out this advantageously for them ever. I'm sure in the ACC there was, but in the Big Ten, clearly there hasn't been one that's been half as cushy for them. They have a chance to be favored and are very close to that right now, maybe probably are small favorites in six of the remaining nine games, the three big dogs against Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, small favorites to sizable favorites in the other six, which if you're doing binary predictions, you can tuck yourself into nine and three that way. Easily. I don't think that'll happen because you got to go six and zero, oh, and six and zero oh is tough. Even when you're a favorite, four and two, five and one is more likely. I, I don't. You guys, I didn't ask you about updating your projections this week. Are you doing any updates yet, or no? Still no. I can't take. That's the other thing. I've never. I can't recall another season where it was so hard to take anything away, even after 
almost a month in the season where you really have no idea what they are. I did up my bad teams. They've looked terrible at times. They've looked good at other times. There's literally, you just don't know. know I I went from 6.69 victories to 7.1. And that's still low compared to what most other people are saying. But, and some of it was Maryland, mostly not Maryland. Most of it was the rest of the big 10 just looked bad. Yeah. Right. They look bad in Michigan States in their situation. So that's why a lot of my numbers went up, but I still can't mathematically get them to eight when I'm like looking at the percentages. I still, I think I'm staying where I am until I see what happens this week. I mean, it, it feels like if they, I, I don't need style points this week either. I know Michigan state bad, but, it, but again, any big 10 road game is going to be tough. It just is. And you just got to yep. accept it and, Whatever you go up there, win 24 21. I'm generally fine with that as long as there's not bad injuries or anything like that. Just find a way, get to 4 0. And then, you know, with Indiana or Indiana at home, man, you can really start to start to dream a little bit. I mean, that's that's they can't what we're slip up here. though. Indiana plays tough. Tom Allen is probably going to be out soon, but they are still playing hard. Have you watched them? They're oh, no, they're absolutely. not talented, they're playing hard. They could win the game. Oh sure, that, that's not a that's not a ninety ten game, but that's a it, it's seventy five twenty five. Yeah, it's a game Maryland should win at home. I mean, they, they got yes. housed they got yes. housed by Louisville at home last week. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Louisville's better than they have been this year. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, you know, ACC is not my wheelhouse at this point, <laughs> uh, especially with the quality. Of, I mean, look at Clemson. Even Clemson stinks. Um, man, so many college football teams look absolutely terrible right now. It's just a weird. It, I mean, does that, does that maybe we feel this way every year? I just don't remember, but it, it feels like a really weird season. Like I just yeah. don't see a lot of really dominant quality teams out there. And maybe you're starting to see a little bit of the how the portal is factoring in this. You know, where maybe it's harder to get teams, especially in September, to really kind of mold together and, and get used to playing together. I, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's not a great product right now, to be honest with you, but you know, it's led to some really fun games, some interesting stuff. I mean, for all everybody's talking about Colorado, right? I mean, Colorado state sucks and they should have won that game at Colorado in front of master P and every other freaking celebrity in the world. So, you know, it, it's it's a weird year, and it, it feels like a year that, like, the stars could align for a program like Maryland if they can just get their own shit together. And it, it, and it feels like it's not – they're not that far away from that. Well, I'll, I would I'll not have been mad if Colorado State won. I'm not a Dion hater in any way. I respect what he's a little obnoxious, whatever. I respect what he's done. The stuff he said about the kid from Colorado State was super – that, that was cool. Yeah, charitable and graceful and, you know, kind of let him off the hook. So it's not – it's the bandwagon fans. Most of these people did not know – could not have told you what state University of Colorado was in last year. And now it's like – it's like a, almost a Cowboys dynamic. And I bandwagon I love fans it. are I, annoying. So, I can't you know. stop watching it. I, I think oh, it's, yeah, great it's great for college football. Oh, so I'm just great. glad it's not – Anywhere near us, I do, but I love watching it. No, I'm the same it's way. Great, great I'm, for the sport. It's yes. great for the sport, and you know whatever. But I hate when anybody gets overwhelmingly positive coverage. <laughs> you know whether it's Calipari or you know anybody I, else, right? So I think they're going to get their ass handed to them this week. I think Oregon is going to. Oh boy, man! Oregon and Washington back to back is not a good not, look. Not good. That's at no. Oregon, right? Uh, yeah, that's at, at all. Teams, at Oregon. So. Yeah. So yeah. Good luck. Multiple touchdown loss. <laughs> we got a comment in the chat from Jerry that the sneaky thing, uh, besides a huge few plays, the defense has looked really good, and I agree with that. Completely agree. It's it's those in, in the the first like fluky plays like in the beginning of the of the game against Charlotte and UVA, and then have completely shut down the teams. Besides. Yeah, yeah, it's flea flickers and weird stuff and coverage breakdowns. So like that's fixable stuff. Yeah, I feel like the penalties and the discipline. We had one pretty bad one, I think, last week. But other than otherwise, they've been they've certainly been down uh, quantitatively, and I think qualitatively, you're not getting those like third. It's better. It's a little better, and that's good. And but Jayshon Jones has been his best behavior. No, but I was just going to bring him up when he scored his touchdown. He still spun around, but he did look at the defender 
and threw him the ball though. And I'm like, oh my god, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. I could see that coming a mile away. I've yeah. seen him do that so many. As soon as he was at the five, and I saw him start to turn his body, <laughs> I, was like, I knew oh, no. exactly what was. Gonna... Don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> he mean, didn't open his mouth. <laughs> You know what? He hasn't got a penalty in three games. I don't think so. Whatever. Yeah. People, are, people are overdoing it. Yeah. Hey, he's I mean, he's, he's trauma. They have trauma, and there was one game. <laughs> was that last year where he had one that, that cost them the game? Or that was two. Was it the COVID year when he had the uh, crackback block against Rutgers that cost him the game? Yeah, I remember that. He's looked oh, really wow. good though. I almost forgot he's that. Really good. I mean, he's for a guy excellent. who's torn yeah. his ACL twice. Yes, he has looked good. Uh, and Caden Prather looks very good. He's got a little bit of Dante Demas in him. He's not as explosive, but he's got a little bit of that same kind yeah. of vibe. That was exactly what I was hoping this year. When I saw him in spring practice, like, man, if he could just do the Demas thing, just be able to run long and be able to do that kind of possession stuff, catch, you know, big balls down the sideline. Like that's, that's just huge. And they haven't had that since Demas went down. I'd like to see a little bit more from the guys on the inside. If there, if there's one thing you want to complain about, they've had to rely on Dices for that kind of stuff. You'd like to see, I think, uh, Ty. uh, uh yeah, Ty's Ty got to do a little bit better. He's dropped too many balls. Yep. And then, uh, Chambers has not been healthy. Right. So he, did he play at all last week? Yeah, he's got one one ball. Yeah, so he's, he's getting healthy. He's getting healthy now. He, he, he feels like the type of guy you could really get some usage in in the slot and kind of underneath and really unlock some of those defenses. So I, I'd like to see more of that. Certainly like to see all those young tight ends getting run outs. You know, Rico Walker's been out there, caught a couple balls. Preston Howard had that nice catch and uh, and the the hurdle last week so yeah there's a oh that was that was beautiful thing that was that was pretty and, and that's hey, one me, of the best ever oh it was it was wonderful it was wonderfully done good form too for a big guy mm-hmm. and, 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 tell me i wrote it multiple times last year behind the scenes they were like this kid is going to be a star yep uh about him so he and he i mean he's legit cj dupree lost really has an effect in him yeah. and, uh, i mean is, um i didn't realize the Maryland tweeted today that he's leading all FBS tight ends and receiving yards, which is pretty impressive. So yeah, CJ yep. Dupree downgraded his team. He hasn't done anything, has he? Mar- Maryland's clearly better. They're three and zero. Alabama's two and one. Look like a, shit, he's got a couple shit last week. There was there was a there was a great bowl proje- projection with Maryland against Alabama in the Citrus Bowl last. That week. would that was, be amazing. That was funny. I, uh, and and so, I'll take it right now. Offer me it now. I will take it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Florida in January. Yes, I'll yes. Take that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Um, let me let me just give a shout out to uh, Colby McDonald because yes, he that kid seems to do nothing but run for like eight yards of carry and not yep. get a lot of burn. So like it's it's cool to see him start to kind of push his way into that uh, that running back uh, yeah running back room and really really make a difference. Dude, so what, second, speaking second of the, in the Big Ten in yards per carry right now, the yeah. the. the Ramon Brown injury is making me think, and the way locks the way locks hides the severity of injuries, and the fact that he hasn't played is making me think maybe he's on tap for a redshirt. Vibe I got no a couple weeks ago is I don't I think he'll be able to play in the next few weeks is the vibe I got from but conversations. But four games is still. I mean, we're three into the season now. He can get in four games and still oh, yeah. So yeah. he misses three more. You're getting close to that, right? Especially like, when you have the depth that you have. You can't yeah, play like, guys anyways, especially when you're passing the ball 60-something yeah. 60 percent of the time. Yeah, uh, so I, it makes sense. You know, Hemby might be gone in the NFL next year, possibly. You know, right. McDonald. Is McDonald, does, does he have eligibility left? He's a sophomore. I think he's a sophomore, Colby. No, he's a junior, I think. Or he, yeah, he probably redshirted that first year. He def, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, he's red. Him and Hemby are both redshirt sophomores, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the Littleton, th- Littleton, Littleton, I think is also. Yeah. Or maybe he's a junior. Maybe he played more. Maybe he played the first year. I don't. Yeah, know. I'm not about a- that on the site. It's almost. A little overcrowded once Ramon Brown comes back. Well, I was going to say, I feel like it's the vibe is either going to be a redshirt or a transfer, and I'm not. We're not entirely sure yet, but I. Yeah. That's, that's that's not reporting so much as me just uh, right. Blooming. Yeah. The other thing is, I am not an expert on offensive line. I, I don't understand the inner machinations of who messed up when and all that often because it's tricky. But 
they look pretty good to me. I don't, I didn't see on the board if there was any rumblings about it. There were multiple times in that game. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Where Leah had many seconds and he just stood back there. That didn't happen really. I don't remember even against Charlotte. I think it happened against Towson. Towson's awful, but I think they're getting better. Do you agree with that or no? I think a little bit better. I mean, you know, golly, eyes day. I don't know. I, I screw up. Say it again. Time. Say it again. I, I don't know. He said it in a different. What was it he said? I, I don't know. Gotti, Gotti. They call him Gotti. So we'll just go Gotti. <laughs> He's starting to play. That helps, you know, because Connor Fagan, I don't want to ding him too hard. as a walk on. He was a tight end originally. You know, he's having some ups and downs there. Uh, but Kyle Long. Yes. Larry's, you know, Larry's. What, once Larry's your mother gives son. the bumper, then you're, you're golden. Yes. Four-year yes, starter. Scientific. Um, I think they're a little better, but I, it'll be interesting I, to see them against a, any, yeah. against Michigan State, any yes. Big Ten front. Yes. And I also think it's going to be interesting to see the defensive backs against a real team because they have not really impressed me yeah. much so far. They didn't have Bo Brady the other day, so that has some effect, but guys are getting open too often. I mean, guys are getting yeah. wide open early in the Virginia game. I think they're, you know, that was going in the season, it was offensive line. To me, you know, a lot of people said defensive line, and that still is kind of a question mark, but it was more so offensive line and corner. And so those are the things that you really have to – evaluate now against a big 10 team. It's a kid kid that I love, but to be fair, I believe both the touchdowns on the busted coverage and the flea flicker run Dante trader. And, and that's, you got to be able to count on a guy like that, you know, multi-year starter. And I don't want to say it because I, but I am thinking it like you wonder if playing lacrosse two, maybe missing some practice time, his instincts quite are up to par yet. I don't, I want the kid to be successful and do whatever he wants to do, but like just the fact that it was both on him is is odd to me because well, he, he struggled. Yes, yeah. he let several big plays go, and Tarheem still got beat quite a bit too. Yeah. He, you know, he made up for it with the picks. Uh, if he didn't have those picks, I think the phantom hands to the face call also was on him. Apparently, which I, I still learned, have not which seen. I learned any... now. Yeah, I learned like fourteen days after the game. It's hard to believe that that even that even occurred at this point. Yeah, I thought about ha- having John, John Oren on to talk about because he spoke on his podcast today about how bad the broadcast was and what a failure it was by. I didn't realize it at the time that FS1 didn't even have their guys in the booth. Those guys are like mm. broadcasting remotely. Well, That's I didn't they, I didn't watch it because they were whipping. Serious, so. That's why they, they were constantly whipping. They didn't know who made the play they're like oh and there's a flag like eight seconds after the play it was it was horrendous well and that's the thing they didn't even have a spotter there i mean usually mm-hmm. if you're not going to send the the play-by-play guys you might send a spotter just to be there to call out numbers call yeah. out flags and help them out they didn't even have that can you imagine paying billions of dollars for the rights to these games and not being able to come up with like two airplane tickets and a night in a hotel for these guys i mean it's, it's insane. well it's incredible i mean you get, you're gonna have to pay some Obviously, more than we're going to underestimate. There's going to be some production staff, whatever. Right. But still, that's, that's still that's still pennies. Well, the production staff had to come. The production staff yeah, is there. Yeah, it's, it's just the guys in the booth. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfathomable decision. There was a really good article on Awful announcing uh, about it. If anybody, if you haven't read it yet, you should check that out. They broke down the whole thing and what a failure it was by fs1 especially so. like give it it's friday night you're the only game in town it is national tv there's nobody yeah. else playing football right now and like I, I i mean i would almost understand if it was you know the big 10 unwatchable game you know noon kick of the week right you know maryland Rutgers in week 12 right. like yes yeah, sure you know have some you know have some teenagers have a local high school kids come out and do it i don't i don't care 
but like this just made no damn sense and it, it was just kind of an insult and no it was really really pathetic but anyways sorry for the tangent no worries no, that needed to be good said tangent. because i think a lot of people felt the same so last thing about football before we move on recruiting jeff there was a lot of guys at the game, correct? And I don't know how much there's there's articles on Inside Maryland Sports. So if you are subscribed, go read those articles. I don't know how much you're going to let out here. But a lot of guys at the game and maybe some teases about flips or commits and things like that. So uh, what yeah. do you want to give away? I mean, you're right. There are a ton of committed guys at the games, guys, who, you know, as I've said before, the class is now right around 20 players committed already. So now at this point, you're really just focusing on the highly rated guys who you want to flip from other schools. Guys like Aaron Childs from Good Counsel is committed to Florida. He's the number one player in Maryland. Um, you know, uh, Gabe Williams, another also a linebacker like Childs from Pilate. You know, I'll give that one away. I feel like they have a, a really legit chance to flip Gabe Williams from Virginia Tech. His teammate, Ryan Howerton, is committed to Maryland, offensive lineman from Pilate. Maryland's done pretty well at Pilate in recent years. they got some guys, you know, playing early from there, his former teammates, so he sees them playing early. So that's one I feel like, you know, that, that they're right in there for. There are a whole bunch of other guys. And, you know, if you can keep this winning going and play exciting football, you know, I think kind of like we discussed earlier about the growing – the vibe in the stadium with the fans, I think the, the vibe of the recruits will mirror that. I don't think, you know, they're not going to get a top 10 class by any stretch, but this is a big year for them because they might fall back a little next year if Talia is gone and other guys are gone. So you really got to kind of make hay as they say. Back, yeah. So I think that, um, you know, I'm not ready to crystal ball any of these guys, but I feel like they're, you know, they're making some progress and they have some guys interested Maybe not top 10, but I was playing around with the class calculator, as I am wont to do. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, and and they can get close to 25 or a, even in the top 25 if things break the right way. They can do you that. Know, that 25 to 30 range would be pretty respectable given given what we've seen the last few years and what you know Locke's been able to pull off in the uh, portal as well afterwards. So yes. You know, again, it's not all about the high school kids anymore. You you, you need to have that base. And I, I really like getting those kind of high-level three-star guys that you can just build your program around and then pluck here and there with some of the really elite talent or guys who may be looking to move up from somewhere. Um, but uh, that that oh, that uh, that's always felt like the sweet, like an attainable sweet spot for Maryland somewhere in that 25 to 30 range. So it'd be nice. 25, to it'll take 25 any year you can get it and have a parade. I mean, 25 for Maryland, yeah. you convert for it, you know, the, um, the conversion rate when you compare Maryland to these other big 10 schools, just in terms of pedigree and NIL and all this other stuff, 25 is like top 10, you know? Great. Okay. I think it's time to do a little promotion. Everybody in the chat live with us right now. What do you want them to type Jeff? Anything? Now they got to say something specific. Um, How about IMS is number one? How about they have to type IMS is number one? Type IMS is number one in the chat right now. And everybody who types that, we will put your name in a hat, we'll draw it out, and we'll give away three free months of premium. Type yeah, IMS we'll do, is number one. Do right at the end of the show. So you guys go ahead and do that. We got to, our crowd throughout the year is slowly building, slowly building. If you we're like, we're like, we're like Maryland. Every, every <laughs> the, the number of people is, there we go. We're there we go. We got some program. people typing. We okay. got it. It's coming. Type it in there in the chat for us. These, of course, the first couple of people are hoping nobody else types it. So they have a 50, 50 chat. So Larry, at the end of the show, you'll pick, at the very end, we'll pick a random winner. We'll, yep. do, this, we'll do it every I, week. I'm going to copy and paste it into yep. a spreadsheet and we'll do a random number generator or something like that. Very good. Yeah. Or we'll, I'll put it in a spreadsheet, randomize it and let Paul pick a number and then I'll show the spreadsheet. There we go. That's we'll, do it that, we'll do it that way. You knew it had yes. to come back to a spreadsheet. Got to. He's sponsored by Microsoft Excel, actually. Yes. I love Microsoft. Well, 
My favorite toy is something called Power BI. Have you ever heard of that? No. Ooh, sounds uh, cute. I was going to say, does that have to do with those chairs <laughs> behind you? Or? No, Power BI, it takes data from spreadsheet or like a SharePoint list and then does all kinds of cool shit. Yes, Paul loves it when I talk when about it. When the stuff. rest of us had like posters of like Baywatch or something on the wall there, he just had spreadsheets when he was like a teenager. Well, right. I kind of, well, it was before Excel when I was a teenager, but. <laughs> <laughs> he just had, he just had graphic paper. Yeah. No, I literally, what I would used to do when I was a kid, uh, usually on Saturday mornings, I would get the baseball stats and I would go through the batting averages and I would calculate like which teams had the most players in the top. And I'd count them like it's mostly looking at the Orioles and see who had the most guys ranked that were qualified. And I did all that kind of stuff, but it was pen and paper. And yeah, I did that. Oh, I'm not cool. hating on that. I was a huge baseball nerd. I did all kinds of stuff. I, like I that. still am. Still am. That's very sad. Still all that stuff. Okay. We got a bunch of people. Remember, I'll say it again in case people didn't hear type IMS is number one in the chat. And in a little bit, we're going to do a random drawing to get three free months of premium on Inside Maryland Sports. So go ahead we're going to pick that. the winner at the end, and then you have to contact us. That yeah. is how this is going to work. You got to stay yeah. to the end, or it doesn't matter. We're not going to track you down. They can also watch it live, but yeah, watch the rerun. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yes. Okay. Basketball. There was a big visit. We want to talk about what happened on this visit this past weekend, Jeff. Yeah, uh, Matthew Hodge, the forward from New Jersey, originally from Belgium, took his official visit to Maryland. Uh, posted a update uh, right after the visit. His father was glowing about the visit. It's getting pretty close to decision time for Hodge. Uh, he was to visit Virginia Tech and Virginia after this. I reported actually going into the visit that I, you know, I've been hearing he might not take those visits. That's the case now. He's done. Um, so it's getting close. They really want him badly. You know, they've been on him since early when nobody really had heard of him nationally. Uh, Maryland and Villanova look like the, the big two. Marquette, Xavier, Penn State battling to try to stay in there. So, you know, he, he'd be a great get considering Dante Scott is going to be gone. You need a four. And he is a very skilled four who can shoot, pass, create. You know, I think at number 92 in the country, he is very underrated. So, you know, he's right up there with, you know, obviously no one is as important as Derek Queen, but he's right on that next level in terms of importance for them. I think Hodge and Queen would be a really fine class to follow up the one they had last year, a, a top 50, a top 10, 10 almost it was, and a top hundred is you do that every year. You've got a great team every year. Yeah, it's better than fine. I mean, especially by Maryland standards, that's amazing. Obviously Queen is an outlier. They don't get, I think the last they got Jalen Smith five years ago, Diamond Stone, Three years before that, before that, I don't, uh, Mike Jones might've been the last five-star, honestly. So five-stars don't come around very often. So if you were to get him and another guy in Hodge, who's really good, and then see what else. You, and then obviously Afosa Oliogu, uh, the Canadian wing that we've talked about a lot, you know, he moved up to top 20 in the latest uh, composite rankings. So if he, if you were to get those two, Get him, have him reclass, and join them. Then now you got a top ten class, maybe top five, depending on how, if you add more guys. To you know, the numbers right. throw it off so much in basketball. But um, yeah, I mean that would be a dream class. But you got to get one first. Still nobody on that on that commitment list. Yeah, and they then, need Hodge. They need Hodge to pop. I mean, you yeah. get the last. You get the last. The last visit. The dad is glowing about it. You got the personal connection with Mike Jones. Again, if Mike Jones can't pull this one off, then I'm not sure what he's doing here, frankly. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll we'll we'll, tr we'll we'll let that go until we see what happens. But canceling the other visits, you got to feel pretty good about that one. And he needs somebody to jump off the ledge. They've got Queen coming in in about a month, um, and if you end up pull, pulling those two in a portal guard, that's a pretty damn good class. I've been down on this class a little bit because I'm scared that they were going to whiff. 
It doesn't feel like they're going to completely whiff at this point. And the, I don't like having to rely on the portal. I guess they just didn't really like a lot of the point guards this this class or they didn't get in early enough for him. I know they really like all the guys in next class. Just the guard situation in college basketball will always worry me when you don't have guys and you're just kind of counting on figure out something in the spring. And that might just be an old school, you know, looking at how these things used to go in the pre-portal years. But uh, it would be hard to complain if you nail those two. You know, Oliagu, I'm, I'm scared to death about these Canadian kids. I feel like they're all just going to go straight to pros one way or another. But happy to be convinced wrong about that, too. And as I wrote, I think Willard might have something on his sleeve with the guards that isn't quite out there yet. So I don't think he's flying, you know, uh, what's the phrase? Flying naked? Flying, flying blind. Pair, flying blind. Thank you. Flying naked. That's funny. And flying naked. I mean, uh, if you want to fly naked, that's just soaring that's through the air. I'm not naked. kink. Sh- I'm not here to kink shame. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, I mean, that'll be really interesting. We've, there's never been like this small of a target list at this stage, or even, I mean, it's probably half what it usually is. So uh, it's coming down to closing time, you know, and then yep. they'll also have, it. as I wrote, you know, there's a lot of really good options locally in the following two classes. They're all over several of those kids. So we'll have a lot of coverage on that because they're working really hard on some big time juniors and sophomores also. Got a question in the chat. I don't even know if you can answer this. What You probably know, but probably aren't allowed to answer, but how much NIL money do you think Queen is going to get or is he, is he asking for? Um, Enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, put it this way. I don't think he's not getting a million, but he's not getting 100000 either. You know, he's getting <laughs> – he's. He, He's going to get some good money. You don't. And the thing about NIL, there's no salary cap and none of it is public. So you have no clue if Indiana is planning on offering him 600 grand or 1.6 million. You never know. So, you know, that's the one wild card, you know, that I always mention. But, uh, and I'm sure that the, the, the kids well, well into the six figures. I'm sure the kids in the entourage are also very honest about what other schools are, yeah. are offering. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I always, I always imagine that I really want to just hang out with the team, like in behind the scenes for a week and see what the conversations are like. I'm trying to imagine like some, like a guy, like say Noah Bachelor, he's getting a few bucks because they take take care of their guys. They're going to give them opportunities, but you know he's not getting rich. And then if you have a guy like Derek Queen come in, I'm trying to imagine Derek Queen like sitting in the locker room looking at his hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and they're going out to eat like does, does Derek Queen have to pay every time is he like buying gifts for these guys or is there resentment like it's really amazing to me also that there haven't been stories of bad things happening because of I think guys, it will happen young guys getting all this money you know think about an 18 year old with even a hundred thousand suddenly in their account who's never had real money before and then think about the guys getting even more than that that I'm surprised there hasn't been some crazy stuff that's gone. It's got that's got to happen. That stuff. It's yeah. yeah well, it's got to be happening. The fact that it's not getting out is interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's part of what I kind of like about uh, Willard's philosophy generally being to pay guys to stay, not necessarily pay guys to come in, because in a way, it feels like those guys, if they're staying and they're making money, they're probably good. They're probably the better players. They're probably team leaders already. So it's not so much as like, Oh, look at this freshman who's never even, you know, played, a, you know, a single game here walking in being the highest played paid player on the team. Like that feels like you could get into some, some scenarios. You know jealousy, I mean? somebody you could get robbed yeah. very easily. Somebody on campus knows you have that kind of money. You could get robbed or there could be, remember Baylor, not that I, obviously I'm not hoping for anything. I remember Baylor, the kid, yeah. uh, Patrick Dennehy was killed by his teammate years ago. What, nothing to do with NIL, but it was like drug money or something like that, you know, conflicts like that. So it's really amazing to me that there haven't been, but you know, that's an aside. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Jeff promised, Queen, Hodge, and Oliogu next year, which is great. Cooper flag. Cooper yep. flag, too. And, yep. and Boogie Fland. 
And yeah. so when they all come to Maryland and then Julian Reese comes back for his senior year and DHS and Kaiser and company all come back, they're going to have a, the number one team in the country. And then Ace, Bal- Ace Baldwin stays for a sixth year and transfers in, right? Is that how and we're doing then, this? All right. Oh, Zach Eady is also transfering in next year. Getting He's next eligible. Year. Yep. Oh, you know, that way. Shaq, I'm hearing Shaq, board, is right? leaning, Shaq is leaning toward the Terps. Oh, he he would be awful. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't run up how the court. Could... See how big he is? Well, he could yeah, just stand be... down there on the offensive end. Like, that's fine. I, I just – yeah, but as out of shape as he is and as athletic as the young guys are, I don't think he would score much. He'd score 25 a game because he's so damn strong. Nobody would be – but he would give up. 30 a game because like he said he wouldn't be able to maybe I don't don't think it's exactly the same as like Larry Bird at 60 like rolling into Pacers practice and banging out like 10 days in a row and then going home (laughs) like I don't think that's quite the same with Shaq right now but you know that's be an interesting thing to see maybe you play in the in you know the TBT or something all right before we go on to our next segment and we'll give everybody a little reminder we're doing a promotion today. If you had, if you weren't here earlier and you didn't hear this earlier, everyone live right now, type into the chat, IMS is number one. Later on, we're going to do a drawing for everybody who typed it in. We're going to give away three free months of premium for Inside Maryland Sports. So you type will be that disqualified in. for uh, incorrect spelling and uh, mispronunciation. Or no, 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 you won't. Don't listen to Paul. He's Sorry. bitter. He's bitter. He's not able to get it. From uh, I'm himself. just a journalism school brain. I can't turn it off. We unfortunately do not have a non-red segment today. I will just say last night, Maryland versus Penn State soccer was on and Maryland soccer looks bad. Not and good. They're, they're normally a national power. They looked like they couldn't string passes together. Like, there, I'm going. What is what is happening? What shout is out happening? my shout out my boy Tim Twilliger, who's my uh, my my soccer guy at the tailgate. He said that uh, they're very young; they haven't quite come together yet. Uh, freshmen are scoring goals. That's usually not a great uh, sign of success for a soccer team. All right. Well, but, hope they come together soon. It's Sasha. It's Sasha, man. He'll he'll find a way to figure it out. By I, the don't end I don't maybe know. Maybe not. Maybe it? not. Maybe not Natty style, but uh, but certainly they'll be competitive at least. We'll see. That's all. That's all I got. We'll no see. Field hockey, right. field hockey updates. No rivalry. Uh, I don't know anything about it, and I was I'm, late getting the wheels. It's my fault. It's not his <laughs> fault. I'm sure they are playing field hockey. But games. I did remind him, and we had to talk. Hey, we are regular. We are every Wednesday night at seven thirty now. So you Until know, basketball ruins it. <laughs> there will be a basketball game or two that's on Wednesday nights, and we'll have to call an audible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I have prepared for you guys. I have prepared for you guys some trivia. And this is kind of an interesting trivia because it's all about Maryland traditions. It's not about like on the field numbers and things like that. Okay. It's all about Maryland traditions. So I think oh, this- Paul's going to kill me on this one. I well, kill you anyway. So this will just be easier. I figured I'll just let the two of you work together on all of these. Okay. You guys, right. I'm going to throw them at you. You guys can work together. The That's going to be some random crap that nobody knows. Uh, no. All right. The first one. How many Testudo statues are there and where are they? Okay. There's one inside the stadium as they run out. So there's either four or five, and I, I'm not entirely sure. I know that there's one in the shell at Bird or whatever they call it now. There's one outside of Comcast or Xfinity or whatever they call it now. There's one at the administration building, and there's one at McKeldin. I think there might be one at, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, what's the old basketball arena across through one? Um Oh, um, uh, yes. Uh, I think I'm basketball there. Something Hall. R Uh, begins with an R. Yeah, it begins with an R, and I don't know Uh, who it is. Somebody in the chat room will say it, but I I thought there might be one there, but I'm not sure about that, so I would say four. So you forgot the one that's right by the Alumni Center as you're walking in the stadium from Lot 1 because you never walked in. Oh, crap, they put a new one in there. That's right. That wasn't there before. 
That's that's one you forgot. But there are actually six. Okay. So where's the other one? McKeldon Library. Yeah. Richie Coliseum. That's thank you, Jerry. Richie Coliseum. Yes, thank you, Jerry. Stamp Student Union is two. Xfinity Center is three. That's what the Student Union. Okay, yeah. so these are all new, man. These are all dead. No, the one at the Student Union. I I bought this shirt this week for the blackout, and I was in there and I I rubbed his head. Okay. There's one at the alumni, which is like that alumni center. You know where it? Have you seen yeah. that? In between yeah. Route One and and uh, in the stadium, in lot lot Z and uh, the stadium. Right, and there's one there, so I always get that because I'm always on that side tailgating. That's four, and there are two at the stadium, is what the website says. There's one on the field, of course, that they they hit when they're running on. Right, I don't know where the other one is, but they said six, and this comes from the Maryland website, by the way. So they said okay. there are two at Maryland Stadium. Okay. Three people chimed in with Richie for us. Thank you very much. Yes. But that's not where one is anyway. So yeah, well, there you go. All right. Number two. When is Maryland Day? Uh, it's the day of the spring game, generally. I, I don't know exactly what the that, day is. Anyway, that happens but... on Maryland Day, but yes, there's it's, it's always at the end of it's the Saturday at the end of April. The last Saturday in April. We're giving you that one, Paul. Very good. Well they, they have the, the red, white scrimmage. Very good, yep. Paul. Okay. What year did March Madness begin at the University of Maryland, where fans came and actually watched them do the midnight run? What year was that where it first started? So you're talking mid-70s, right? No, this earlier like, than that, right? Well, I think it was the it was like Elmore and that whole crew, right? So you're talking what? 74, 75, 76. Jeff, what's your guess? If you say earlier, what's your Did guess? Did you say Midnight Madness or March Madness? Midnight I Madness. Think, I think the, the, the Midnight. The first oh, midnight did I say from... March Madness? I meant Midnight yeah. Madness. My fault. Yeah. Midnight Madness. Uh, yeah. You mean the, right you mean the first like lefty run, right? When he, yeah, there was one year where. 70s? 70, the, I'll say 76. Uh, 71. Oh, wow. Oh, it was earlier. Okay. Also from the website, 71. All of this came from the website, by the way. On the Maryland page, there's a whole traditions page with a whole bunch of stuff. Good thing people aren't paying me to know this stuff. All right. (laughs) Number four, where does Terp Alley start and end? So this is the walk that the football team does, right? Yeah. So it starts at the corner of Lot Z, and I don't know what road that is exactly, but like like right in front of where that Testudo statue is uh, before you get to the Alumni Center. And then they walk all the way down um, Stadium Drive to the football team house. Um, I have not witnessed this once since they started doing it and I moved like five years ago. So I'm, I'm going to need a. So according to the website, according to the traditions page on the UMD website, it starts at the traffic circle on stadium yeah, drive. There's, there's a traffic circle right there where the, right yeah, it the, starts there. The test studio is. And they walk all the way around the side, like you said, up to the West gate entrance. Oh, okay. Sure. So, all right. Partial credit. Here's this. This is good. The next three are good. All right. You guys know the victory song. We're going to test. You're going to have to finish the lyric. So okay. I got a YouTube and it's. Uh, you can barely hear the vocals in this, but I'm going to stop it. And afterward, you have to tell me which next line is. Start with the victory song, because I think that's the easiest of the three here. But here we go. Uh, am I sharing? Let me. Oh, I am sharing audio. So here we go. Uh, hang on. Sorry, I don't think I had that set up right. Okay, let me. Okay, here we go.
We got the team boys. We got the team boys. Keep them fighting. Don't give in. M-A-R-Y-L-N-D. Maryland will win. Very good. That's the easiest. That's the easiest one. Uh, I wanted to get you started with the easy one. Now, fight songs suffer. Fight songs suffer. Fight song is I'm next. I'm usually screaming and cursing when we're they're playing the fight song because we just gave it a touchdown. Fight song is next. This one you can hear the vocals much better. Here we go. Yeah. Anything? Yeah, I got nothing. I think a nice sign is, I can't believe we lost that fucking game. (laughs) (laughs) Stop cheating in for run plays when it's play action. (laughs) It is, and we will fight, fight, fight for Terrapins. Keep on fighting till we win. So sing out our song as we go marching along to victory. Here we go. There you go. That was the end. Okay. You guys did not get that one. No, no. <laughs> Jerry said he loves a little fist pump. I, did, I didn't even realize they did a fist pump. <laughs> what fist <laughs> pump did I do? Too. What did I, I do? Don't, I don't know. That's funny though. I, when I did know. I do the fist pump? <laughs> I blacked out for a minute what, Jer- Tell me when I didn't even realize I did it. So, okay. All right. Was it in time? Oh, it was in time. Um, yeah. All right. Someone said the only people who know these lyrics are the band kids. All right. This is the this is a tough one. And Josh is a band kid, so he knows. <laughs> the the alma mater. Okay. Normally we hear this completely instrumental by the You band. don't even need to play it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm it gonna sucks. play. I found on I YouTube uh a virtual version of it. It's 16 people in grids, kind of like Brady Bunch style. So I think they did it during the pandemic, maybe, because that's how people were doing videos. And they sing it with the lyrics. So I'm going to play it and we'll just see, because I didn't really know this either. I just know the instrumental version that they played the game. So much. Here we go. Anything deep in our hearts we hold. Please stop doing this to us and take that song and launch it into the sun. All right, I'm Is playing the le- singer, Larry. Can you sing on that level? You think? Could you hang with them? Yes, of course I could. Been doing <laughs> choirs my whole life. Come on, I'll Jeff. I, st- I still perform live. I could. I could do that. Okay. Here's the last two lines, just to finish the song. It is singing my praise forever throughout the. Land and then the big four, three, two, three. It's a big, it's called a plagal cadence, by the way. For you, music theory nerds, here we go. All right, they go on, but all my models are like the dumbest, like college tradition that came out of like 20s or 30s or whenever they came out with this crap. So dumb. Everybody hold each other and sway back and forth like a bunch of idiots. Jay Frisch. Yeah, Josh. Josh is a Josh is a band. Is that a friend of yours? Yeah, he was a drummer in the band for a long time. He's a pep band, so he's uh, okay. He knows all the stuff. It is time to do. Let me zoom in on this a little bit. We won't punish you anymore and make you listen. (laughs) So more singing. (laughs) Nineteen people. Nineteen people. Okay. Um, Paul, pick a number between one and 19. Lucky number 13, baby. All right. So what I'm going to do is randomly generate. I'll share it and do it live. I'm going to randomly generate. Let me just share my screen here for you guys. Do it live. I'm going to randomly generate when I click out of this. Oh, net, there it is. Dunce. Dunce. Dunce M. IMS is number one. Dunce M. Dunce M, there he is in the chat. All right, Dunce M, it is on you to write to one of us. 
Yep. Tweet at us, email, uh, anything. Private message on the yeah. site. Private yep. message on the board. Go team Carl. I'm sorry. You, you entered too late. I see that he just wrote it, but we had already started. <laughs> we don't, had worry. Already started. Hey, yeah. don't worry, <laughs> Carl. We're going to do this every week. So we're going to, we're going to do it again next week. And, and please, while everybody's still here, please do us a favor. Give us a like on the video. Give us a thumbs up and, and subscribe. If you're not subscribed, if you're listening back later to the pod, next time you get into YouTube, please give us a follow. We're, we're slowly, slowly and, building there. Watch on YouTube next week so you can win a free subscription. Watch on YouTube. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna do it again next week. And um, it's so easy. It is so easy. So easy. All right, Dunce M. Who knows if he's still watching? But Dunce M, maybe he'll watch on the playback. I don't know, but it is your responsibility to get in touch with us, and you will receive three free months of premium on Inside Maryland Sports. It's Maryland at 247sports.com. And this has been IMS Radio. We will see you guys next Wednesday again at 730.